there, I'm Julie Jones. And I'm David Van with the Real Property St. Pete podcast. And Remax Metro. So today, we've decided to take on a conversation about what's happening in the broader market in the United States and what it looks like here in St. Pete or in Pinellas County. One of the things that I wanted to talk about today is how the interest rate changes have really changed our market. Overall, in the U.S., pricing for homes is down about 8% overall. That's a significant difference with St. Pete and Pinellas County, where the statistics show that pricing is up 2.2%. I think one of the most important things that happens with the higher interest rates that we're experiencing here in Pinellas County is that it's prohibiting some sellers from selling unless they absolutely have to sell. If they're taking a new job, relocating, downsizing, retiring, certain things in life that make you sell, that's different from people who want to sell their home and move up to a bigger home just because they are ready to be on the water or they need a bigger home. So they don't necessarily have to sell. And that tends to lock them up because of the fact that they have to pay a much higher interest rate on the new loan. I think that's important because if you're going to get the same mortgage and use your equity from the previous home to upsize your home, and then you have to pay double the amount of interest, that makes a much more costly mortgage rate, don't you think? I do. And the payment's much higher, and that's what really buyers buy. They can only buy based on what their payment is that they can afford based on their income. So basically, the payment determines the home. And what you're saying is that you think that could stagnate some changes for local buyers in our market because if their current interest rate is lower, then it will prevent them from taking their equity as long as they don't have enough equity to purchase with cash to right. do a new purchase. Yeah. I mean, I think that is you know handcuffing some of the sellers from getting out there and buying another home if they don't absolutely have to sell. I think you had an important statistic that was very interesting to me about that. Yes. In fact, 83% of the mortgages that are existing are below 5%, and many of them are in the 3% range. And those are people who got loans. They either refinanced their home loan or got new loans in the last two to three years when interest rates were so low. Right. I mean, we've been below 5% for many, many years. It's interesting because you and I toggle sometimes on our thoughts about what's going to happen with the market, but this is a place where I might agree with you more because our disagreement is that you've said this can't sustain itself. And this is one place where I would tend to agree where usually I disagree. You know, I feel like the market has continued to trend upward. It won't be at the same rate, but I feel like this interest rate situation, people can't afford the payment on the higher pushed up prices. Now that interest rates are so much higher when interest rates were two and 3%, that created the affordability factor and a allowed the prices to continue to escalate. Right. And, you know, we did talk about one time what it meant to a $500,000 buyer that was buying at a 3% interest rate. And then when we went through that up tick in interest rates from June through December of 22, when those buyers, when their mortgage rates went from 3% to 7%, their ability to buy a $500,000 home went away. They could only buy a $300,000 home. 
you know, it's interesting. I had this conversation with one of my sellers recently and I actually calculated what the payment would look like for the home based on their current pricing. I felt the home was overpriced. Ironically, it ended up selling very close to its listed price. But in talking about what might happen with the potential buyers, we went through what the payment amount mortgage and interest is at a $500,000 rate, which is around the price point they were. And current interest rates in June of 2023 for a $500,000 new purchase are 7.125%. That's more than double. Right, because people were getting under three, 2.85, 2.78 when they were in the very bottom of the barrel interest rates. I mean, they were even below three. So more than 100% increase between that and where we're at today. And that plus the reassessment of the tax rate for property taxes plus homeowners insurance and exactly, flood you know, insurance costs yes. in today's market, it became pretty astounding. I mean, for that $500,000 house in a flood zone, the payment amount was really right under under $3,000 a month. And I think that's really fueling a lot of the cash purchases. The last two listings I've sold have sold for 100% cash, no loan involved at all. I think that could be a driver. And certainly if you have ability to either make a move that allows you to take your equity and move it into a lower price point or a price point where you don't have to get a loan is probably a driver. I agree. Yep. And the other thing that's driving, which we already know this and it continues to happen, but both of those buyers were from different states, one from Pittsburgh and one from Seattle. So the influx of buyers with lots of cash coming to Pinellas County really is probably not slowed down. Well, and that goes to validate what you're commenting on, which is these interest rate changes can slow the local buyers from making a move from one place to another based on what their current mortgage interest rate is on their current home. We get into this prisoner dilemma here where we talk about that the seller is also a buyer. So that's a little bit of a problem because they're basing their willingness to sell based on whether they're able to buy. You know who that doesn't affect? Yes, I do. New construction. That's right. New construction builders, you know, they're very excited. And the statistic nationally is normally 10% of active properties for sale are new construction. Right now, it's 30% of active properties for sale are new construction in the U.S. That's pretty significant. We don't have the advantage of that here in Pinellas County because we're landlocked and we don't have enough land for new construction projects on a larger scale neighborhood-wise. That's true. But I think knowing that that's the trend outside our area is significant. Just to dig in a little bit deeper to that, 60% of that 30% are under construction, 23% are not even started, And only 19% are actually finished and ready for sale and ready for occupancy. Of the ones that are under contract? No, of the ones that are active. Yep. The ones that are for sale, that's the breakdown of where they're at. Seems like an important trend to know about nationally. I think so. And, you know, the thing that the builders can do that maybe the sellers of existing homes can't do is buy down your interest rate. I thought that was interesting. Please explain more. Well, one of the things that happens when a seller is motivated in an existing home, they lower their price. And when a buyer wants a house and they're making a negotiation and we're in these 97% of list price trend, you know, they're offering a discount on the price. Well, the builders are not interested in lowering the price of the homes because that devalues the future homes that they're building and that's a problem. So they would rather build a new back porch. They might rather 
buy down rate. They would buy down the rate. But what other additions can you think of that they might do? Upgrades to the interior, kitchen cabinetry, appliance packages. Right. Flooring. They would rather do that than lower the price of the house and buy down the rate. And let's explain that a little better for listeners. So what's in it for them is they don't devalue their current buyers who have bought a house or gone under contract on a house for 500000 I think it does allow them to continue selling for the same price or more. And if they have to give incentives in order to uptick the sales in the neighborhood where they're building, they would prefer to incentive the buyer by giving them a lower interest rate and buying down that rate, which usually it's the cost of that is 1% of the loan amount for a quarter point reduction in the interest rate. I think that's important for listeners to be aware of because if you're considering a new construction purchase, you can't expect that you're going to negotiate on the price. They may be willing to negotiate on some other things. And so it's a nice little tidbit of information for people considering new construction. Right. And we do have some new construction in Pinellas. And, you know, in our broader client base who's buying out in Valrico or somewhere like that, you and I have both sold homes the out surrounding in the, counties. Sure. Yeah, we yeah, have we've, a client right now who's leaving near downtown St. Petersburg to go to one of the surrounding counties for new construction. Yeah, we just sold one out there in Brandon at one of the West Bay Homes developments, and that closed just two months ago, and the people are very happy, and they get a fantastic home, but their rates are lower based on the prevailing rate, so they're at least a point lower. The builder incentivized them with that. Yep, and they put in some new packages, and that was great. So that helps the builder keep the pricing stable for buyers moving forward and not devalue the homeowner's values in the same neighborhood who are already in a home. One thing that's affecting a lot of the U.S. is when sellers take a look at what their neighbors sold for during pandemic, the pricing during pandemic was really out of hand. You know, we saw things going much higher than what we would have considered to be the value. And now a year later, once we're out of pandemic, in the overall U.S., houses are selling for about 8% less than they did a year ago. So they actually have seen a price decrease. See, I was right somewhere. <laughs> Just not hyper-local. Just not in Pinellas County. Well, and I think to the point that I made is the driver of that is affordability. The affordability factor with interest rates double or even more than double of what they were during pandemic timing has created an affordability situation for people. A hundred percent. That's a buyer situation that continues to drive that. I think you're 100% on target there. The sellers, though, they get a little bit bent out of joint when they have to sell at less than their neighbor did a year ago and the neighbor's house isn't anywhere near it. Oh, that would make me upset too. So that calls for anchor bias. Please explain. Anchor bias just means they're anchored to what they think the value of their home is and because they're not getting that number, they're not going to sell. And so they stay put. Right. They stay put. They're not willing to sell at this lower price. That limits the existing home sales inventory. So I think if you're considering buying a home, one of the most important factors is knowing what your credit score is. It's a critical piece of the puzzle when it comes to qualifying for a home loan. And lenders can review your credit to figure out your ability to make payments 
payback debts and more. It's a factor that helps determine your mortgage rate. And your credit score is one of the most important factors that lenders consider when applying for a mortgage, not only for the amount you can qualify for for the loan itself, but the conditions of that loan. And typically, the higher your score, the lower interest rates are and the better terms you'll qualify for. So in a time frame in which interest rates have become fairly high, I think this is a really important time for figuring out your home buying plans. They're a key factor to affordability. Indeed. I think that's a really good point. According to the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, the median credit score in the U.S. for those taking out a mortgage is 765. But it doesn't mean that your credit score has to be perfect. There are some other factors that can impact your credit score and your ability to buy a home. If you want to qualify for the lowest interest rates, you should try to get your credit score in a very good range, which is from 740 to 799. What about if you're above that? I think that would just help even more. The loan is based on your credit score. So the higher score, the lower the rate. So some things you may want to focus on if you're looking towards getting your credit score into that very good range, if it isn't right now, is your payment history. Any late payments can have a negative impact by dropping your score. So focus on making all of your payments on time and pay any existing late charges very quickly. Your debt amount relative to your credit limit. So when it comes to your available credit amount, the less you're using, the better. So keep focusing on this number and keeping it as low as possible. And your credit applications. So if you're looking to buy, don't apply for other credit. People in the industry, in our industry, say don't go buy a car, don't go buy new furniture on credit right before you purchase a home. So when you apply for new credit, it could result in a hard inquiry on your credit, which can drop your score. So when you're ready to start the home buying process, usually if you call a lender, they can help you access your range of your score and tell you more about the specifics for the type of loan you're looking for and what that would look like for you. Outstanding. Thank you. Well, and with affordability challenges today, prioritizing ways you can have more positive impact on your credit score can definitely help you get a better rate. I agree. And everybody needs to try to get the best rate they can get in this particular market. Agree. We really appreciate you tuning in to our Dig Deeper into the Statistics episode. It's nice to peel back the statistics and look at some of the why. And that's kind of what we have to do by looking at some of the other markets is learn exactly what's happening in other markets and then see how that might affect our market as well. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Real Property St. Pete Podcast. I'm David Van, And I'm Julie Jones with REMAX Metro. Thanks for listening.